Oh my god. Ah, hello, listeners, scholars, whatever we call you. Um, this time I am taking all the power away from Z and shifting it over to me. Hi, I'm 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 the ho I'm one of the hosts, Stridge, and here we have my wonderful co-host Z. How you guys doing? Today I'm actually a co-host, but not the main host. Well, we're actually we're usually both co-hosts, but like, you know, I just talk a lot more usually. So I'm today, wearing the pants for this episode. Yay, Strig's wearing the pants, which is a weird way to put it, but fair enough. Um, so what's, our guy. what's our topic today, uh, Strig? Um, hoot hoot. We're talking about an owl man. <laughs> um, we'll probably post him on the uh, episode go up thingy. You'll you'll see an image. You'll probably see multiple, but there's only like one actually drawn image of him. So you know, fan art is accepted always. Just saying. Yes, please do draw the big old the big old owl man. We love we love all fan art. So I just want to say, we adore everything you guys do for us. You may notice that I'm talking a lot now because I will not be talking for the majority of the episode. So I'm getting all my talking in. You know. <sighs> um. Yeah, get dunked on. How many people are we away, Strig? We're we're currently, as of recording this episode, of course, it'll probably change. Um, maybe in the days to come, in the uh, and the days after we upload this episode. Uh, but we are currently at forty-seven of fifty listeners before we unlock. Uh, excuse me, before we unlock, um, stuff that'll let us make money through Anchor. Hey, y'all! Just a little cut in from Editor Sturge here. For any of you curious, um, of course, I'm recording this quite a time after um, we have recorded the episode. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks because executive dysfunction has been kicking my ass. Um, we have surpassed our listener requirement to make money. So Z and I will look into that, see what we can do with making money. And there is a chance that we could actually get this podcast monetizable, which is very, very, honestly, it's a point that I don't think either of us have really thought that we'd reach yet. I would like to thank all of our listeners for just being here. Uh, you all mean a lot to us, and we thank you. Editor Stridge, heading out. Yeah, so we'll basically, um, we'll be able to put little ads in here that actually make us money, which would be cool. Um, and once we have all that money stuff set up, we'll have the money stuff set up for other, other things. Uh, we probably set up a Patreon or a Kofi. We don't know yet. Again, we talked about this in an episode a while ago, but yeah, that kind of stuff will probably be setting, will be set up. So, uh, yeah. so you want to support us share with other people that we exist. I know a lot of podcasts say that, but genuinely, the way to support us right now is share with other people that we exist. Because the more you share, the more people will come, the more money we'll make. We can finally get Strig an ergonomic office chair. It'll be um, so... We, we would take us, like, years if we're working off an ambassador ads, but, like... <laughs> um, I, I will uh, definitely help edit. <laughs> Which was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so you can fucking edit, goddamn. Um, but uh yeah, so after we get ambassador ads up, we'll probably have those for a while as our only source of income for this. But eventually we may start shifting as we've said in the past to other money money services. So 
having stuff like Patreon or Kofi is the big things, or oh, it oh, imagine if we made merch. I think that'd be hilarious. Well, the main thing is, see, I have a friend who is a pin maker, so I could make pins. Um, Ooh. little pins of like the favorite characters, or, like favorite lines from characters that like people like. Hmm. Um, um, a pin that just says lobster vampire. A pin that just says lobster vampire and has like a lobster in a Dracula cloak, very cartoony style. It's got it's got two little fangs. Got two little fangs. Uh, we'll probably have a pin that's just tough torn with hoot hoot in big red letters next to his face. Um, because you know it's the hoot man. Hoot man. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we make we um, actually because um, all a lot of our sessions have been ha happening over discord um we have had our wonderful artists create some custom uh emojis so yeah. we can look into turning those into pins as well yeah, the thing is all i need for the pin maker is the image so those are images that i don't have to pay anyone to make those <laughs> and then just shipping and we're good so mm -hmm. yeah just saying you know but yeah now that I feel like we've ranted on about our plans for money, hoot hoot. Hoot hoot. Um, today is the hoot hooters. Uh, and this is the moment where I will say, Strig, hooters? here are the lions, don't crash hoot hooters? It's hoot hooters. Uh, hoot, hoot hooters? Hoot hooters. Yes. Hoot hooters. Yes. Hoot hooters. All right. Interesting phrasing, Interesting, but, but Guafa guess best. You're the one who said it. <laughs> I'm not the one who said. It. I said hoot hoot. You're the one who said hoot hooters. You never said. You said <laughs> hoot hooters first. I oh, heard you say hoot hooters. You know what? Future strike. You're gonna hear this, right? Just put whoever said it first. Right here. Boom. Mythbusters Stridge here. Um, Z was the one who said hoot hooters. I was the one who said hoot hoot. Um. Get dunked on. Boom. There we go. See? God, I can't believe you you the the power to speak to future me. Like this is this is gonna be so wacky. So wacky. <clears throat> Anyways, current strig. <clears throat> yes, present me. Well, technically past me to future me, but we don't talk about that. <clears throat> so the man's the man's of today. There's a crumb inside of my computer. That's concerning. I've gotten it out. <clears throat> but the man's the the owl, the hoot hoot. Yeah, the hoot man. Uh, yeah. just a little, just you know, Tuftorn is my second character for the first uh campaign I played with Z. The first and only campaign I've played with Z. I guess. The first campaign I've played with Z. Um, and so, uh, since my other character, Sin, could not uh, be with the party, uh, I made a whole new character to play as. And I very much do enjoy him quite a lot. His name is Tufthorn. Um, things that are special about Tufty. Um... Like how he made an entirely new subclass for his ass? Yeah, oh my, don't, 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 don't drag me like this, alright? I wanted to have a cool subclass, 
I had a cool idea, and through many hours of me dragging Z into VC to work on this with me, that rhymed. Um, many, many hours and mu much frustrations. Remember when I decided to add two new animals to it? When we were done, like we, we were like one sentence away from being finished. Oh, like, like rabbit and pseudo dragon, you know what I mean? You're like, you know what? I want a rabbit and a pseudo dragon. What? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I created a whole new subclass just for Tufty Boy. Um, it works pretty well. It's it's a nice subclass. Uh, but Tuftorn, he is an owl folk druid. Uh, as I said, his subclass is Circle of the Entwined Soul. Or well, I haven't said it's Circle of the Entwined Soul, but as we've said, his subclass is Homebrew, and it is Circle of the Entwined Soul. And so, pretty much what that allows you to do is you make friends with an animal. It's it's the Disney Princess subclass. You make friends with an animal, and you become God. You don't become no. God, but you just you get you, powers. You from and the your animal. Friends. Yeah, you get powers. The animal gets buffs. <clears throat> and so, I yes, as you yeah. said, I did create a subclass entirely for a character. Um, but Tuftorn is my scatterbrained owl folk druid. Um, he's arrow ace because I say so. <laughs> that, that is how that works. Yes. He he's just he's too focused on going hoot and learning about stuff to you know his brain doesn't his brain has completely foregone feeling any sort of romantic or sexual attraction because hoot. That's that's my justification. That is my justification. Learn, bro. That's all. So, okay, so um yeah, he's just actually I was going to say he's just a little guy, but I think he's 6 foot 7. Yeah, he's one of the taller members of the party. Mm, taller than Tartigal. Yeah, he's pretty Tartigal tall. is 6 foot 5. Um yeah, but he's around 6 foot 7. And he's just a not so little little guy. God, I'm kind of blanking. Oh, time for me to... I guess I'm going to have to go into his backstory, aren't I? Because that's what Shriek did about their character. Anyway, so Tuftorn, I'm not entirely sure if he was born into it or if kind of he just went to it, but he ended up in a library. A really big and really prestigious library. Is it the uh, library? The, the, the library. Yeah, so the library is, as Frig just said, really big, really prestigious. It's kind of like a library that only scholars get access to. It's like a very, very prestigious library. Uh, only people who are really, like, really are safe and careful with magic and just want to learn are allowed there. Generally, as you said before, the party has gotten in there through Tufty's ID. So, you know... Um, very nice, very prestigious library. No one knows the exact location of it. Uh, you can't walk there. You have to teleport there. So yeah. it's it's a very funky place. Uh, but we stand. And so, yeah, he's in this library. Um, he's living his life, learning, living, laughing, and loving. I'm gonna cut that out. So he's in this library, he's living, he's learning, 
he's he he does make a couple of friends of course he's not the most um well he's quite talkative but not the most social sort of person and so in particular he had one friend i have not come up with a name for him yeah we haven't come up with a name for him um Tuffy's backstory. Eric. Eric? Okay. Eric Erickson. It's Eric. Eric. No, not Eric Erickson. No. Anyways, but um Yeah, I have a decent bit of Tuftorn's backstory thought out. Um, but not all of it, considering that I just made up a name for him. Or the guy, Eric. And so pretty much Tuftorn, he makes a friend and his name is Eric. And so he kind of, you know. They share similar studies, uh, and they often practice and experiment uh, with magic together. So something funny about that is that magic can get a bit dangerous at times. So (laughs) one day while they were going through an experiment, it was Tuftorn casting the magic. I'm not sure entirely what sort of spell it would have been or what sort of effects it would have resulted in if done correctly. And <clears throat> something went something something went very wrong. And Eric he got he got kerblockered. Like absolutely just incinerated, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> Like incineration, immolation, decimation, all of the Asians that you could relate to destruction and or fire mm-hmm. vaporized, essentially. Not quite vaporized, actually, because he did leave a pile of ash. Um, and so Tuftron was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, and he collected the ashes and sort of kept them as a secret because, you know, like. You just killed someone. What are you going to do? Um, so he figured out he could dispose of the ashes and all of the other kind of stuff uh, in a specific way. Or he figured that he would be able to do it with spells. And so he did. And in a sort of attempt to kind of revive Eric, what he ended up doing was essentially taking Eric and smashing him into the itty bitty body of a pseudo dragon. <laughs> and so that is how tough torn got his soul bound animal, which he goes under the, do we ever give them names? I guess we probably gave I the, probably, I think probably, I mean, or I mean like for the subclass sort of thing where like the choice is probably, um, like bind of the pseudo dragon or something like that. Yeah, it's like bind of the and then insert animal name here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so that's how he became a bind of the pseudo dragon. Uh, wave the way, uh, circle of the entwined soul druid. Yep. And yeah, it's a funky little backstory. Um, soon after he collected uh some some of his stuff, not all of it, of course. He wanted to sort of leave everything behind. More figuratively, but he did definitely do some, uh, leave some behind, literally. So he fled the library and sort of went on his way to, 
elsewhere. I assume he just kind of left um, and lived a bit nomadically, sort of going from library to library, absorbing new little pieces of information every so often. And pretty much that's how he lived until he met the party. Now, after a big old boss fight, I will actually, you know, Z, I will ease up on me speaking and because you probably can recall the recall everything that happened a little bit easier. So, uh, as we discussed in the fairly odd everything episode, um, the party uh, has just killed Thalios, right? And that's when they mean Tuffy. So again, Thalios, Eggman, bad guy. Uh, they kill him, and then they leave. And the library that they had gone inside of, and able to get into Thalios's lair, that then they just destroyed, uh, Tufty comes out of the front of the library, and he's like, Wall, you guys seem interesting. I'm going to follow you. Um, yeah. And then people kind of don't like him in the beginning. <laughs> because a couple of reasons, honestly... They just lost one of their, not lost, like, not dead, but, like, one of their most, Ooh, actually. like, two of their, two of the people that are in their party that are, like, super good people, in their minds, just betrayed them. Even though all they did was leave to go make sure that everyone was safe. They just betrayed the party. So, trust issues are brewing right now. Uh, Tufty is not a liked person right now. Which is okay. That's fine. Um, this is where Dylan and Villain are met. Like it's literally this session. Um, yeah. So we um all everyone left the library, um, and sort of they went to guess... a bar in the side of the mountain. They were. Yeah. Uh, it was an inn. It was a bar and inn, so they could rest because they were near death. <laughs> Like, if I had hit them one more time with Thalios, they would be dead. At least some of them. Kind of situation. So, yeah. Uh, we were having fun. <laughs> Being goofy. Uh, and, you know, it's just a nice hole-in-the-wall sort of tavernish place. Nothing too big. But, you know. No one likes Tufty, so Tufty... I don't remember what, where Tufty slept. Didn't he still... He had his own room. So, like, Hardy still kept him around. Um, I remember he's... Uh, whose room did he sleep in? Because I remember there was a hole in the wall that led into Skittles' room. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Wait, was it Xanathos' room? Is that who he slept? Not Xanathos. Rowan? Maybe, I think. No, no, I think because Rowan was the one... Was I think Roan was the one who punched through the wall or something. Yeah, Roan was the one that punched through the wall. Mm -hmm. I, I, what I, I don't remember... Um, what is it? I don't remember where exactly he slept, but I do remember in the morning because Ikril was hungover. <laughs> Ikril was the child of the party, uh, and he had alcohol for the first time because, you know, his older brother in one alcohol. of his... And caffeine in the same night. At the, in the same night. Uh, no, no. The caffeine was at a different tavern. Oh, it was? The caffeine was when he first realized that his watch could see into the other timeline. It was at the tavern directly before that where you guys were staying 
when Thalia stole Ash. Ah. Don't ask me how I remember that, and still can't remember what I did today in math class. But, yeah, so... Uh, he had alcohol for the first time, and he's 19. <laughs> so, you know, he's a child, comparatively to the rest of the party. So he was hungover in the morning. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was fun, funky. Um, so, yeah, um, a lot of stuff happened that night. It wasn't just a Tufty episode, but today is a Tufty episode, so I will not discuss it today. Mm. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, how Tufty dealt with the Feywilds, you know, after killing a dragon. <sighs> yeah, let's go back into that. So after we were traveling for a while... Uh, I don't think Icarol, because like it was just from the beginning, because the thing about going back on the trust issue sort of part is that Icarol, uh sort of viewed Sin and Andod uh, very highly. And so it was kind of considering that they that they left and Icarol kind of saw it as betrayal. That was, you know, because Icarol, uh, because of his backstory, was not it was not uh, not a very good thing. And so losing people who he really trusted, uh, did not leave the best taste in his mouth. And so here we have the sort of kind oh. of dislike. And I think Icarol sort of warmed up a little bit to Tufty yeah. by, the, uh, by the ball. But we did get invited to a ball after Ash fled. I think, yeah, so Ash fled and he mentioned that he was going to the other continent. And... Uh, so we went over to the other continent and we got an invitation to go to Kareen's ball. Hey, can we hear something real quick? Just a nice little interjection. Mm -hmm. uh, so y'all remember Terry? <laughs> Terry oh, and yeah. are two of the birds of the park. And on the travel back to the other continent, where Terry and Tuff, where, you know, Terry, the pelican, uh, meets the whole party. But him and Tufty are similar but opposite. See, they're similar in the way that they don't understand a lot of social social norms. The difference is Tough Torn doesn't understand it in a silent way. Terry doesn't understand it in a very loud way. He's very vocal. Um, he doesn't know when to stop talking a lot of the time. That's like a main thing about him. And he has horrible memory. He has horrible memory. Like, he will forget something so fast. He will have a conversation with you and forget it the next second. But remember you sneezing and how long your sneeze was two years ago. He will know down so, to the tenth of a millisecond. The millisecond, like, he has a very thick memory, and he doesn't understand people, so... <clears throat> On the way back to the other continent, um, Tuftorn was sleeping up in the crow's nests of the ship. And Terry, uh, in the morning, had flown into an axe beat because he was recently kicked out of his sky village. 
So he'd gotten a bit bonked up by an axe beak and fell right into the crow's nest next to Tuftorm. And so those two talked for a little bit. Um, I don't think many people liked it. <laughs> yeah. People don't like Terry. But so, yeah, they went, they went back. They got to the party or they got invited to the ball. They got into the ball. <clears throat> I just realized that the very first spell that Terry, or not Terry, Tuftorn casted to get to the ball is the same thing that killed the dragon. Yeah. Because pretty much we were at the port and stuff. And so we were walking along and we needed a way to get to the ball fast. So Tuftorn was like, oh, conjure animals. And he did. And so he rode those along with the rest of the party out to Kareen's castle. We got in fairly easily. Of course, we were invited. And Kareen was sort of being Kareen, having her own gruesome festivities to accompany the party. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and another thing that we saw there was Mama Glasstooth. She had come in a lot later in the ball. Okay. Yes. She came in while the ball festivities were happening, and people saw her come in to the ball because they were spying on Corinne. Mm -hmm. You weren't supposed yes. to see her arrive at the ball, but you did. <laughs> Anyways, but Corinne having her gruesome festivities, which were ever so rudely interrupted by an ancient black dragon. One that has been a looming threat since session six? Session six, session five. I just want to say, I for anything you guys here, um, but I did homebrew this guy a little bit because some adventurers did try to kill him once. And they got his nose. They didn't kill him, they got his nose though. So he basically has an ambient breathing effect where there's like a poison gas around him. I only did this because I knew the party would find some way to kick his ass regardless. <laughs> I tried to make him powerful and then he was just killed by fucking cows anyways not salty not salty I promise but you're the yes. one who sent me that tiktok but besides since Z went in went so shallowly into the fight I will not um, so pretty much it all started out with the ancient black dragon I believe he landed and made a hole in the roof, correct? Uh, no. He... Or... What he did was he poked his head in and then started breathing. Uh, and then pulled his head out. All right. So... Like, he did not... Yeah. He started to... Oh, what a moment. So... He started to spook things up a little bit. And because he was breathing uh, out poison gas, um, Tough Torn, because I, I made sure to give him a lot of wind spells, you know, because he's an owl folk. Um, give that, like, sphere of wind spell. Uh, wind wall. It was wind, wind wall, wall that I remember. So he saw this ancient black dragon. He was like, nope. And Tough Torn went all serious mode. Now, uh, I decided to uh, have Tough Torn kind of switch between very whim whimsical-ish, I guess, and serious. And so he was like, nope, nope, get everyone the fuck out of here. Um, and so he cast, he flew up, cast a wind wall, and sort of tried to keep the fumes at bay so people could evacuate. Because 
he was already the cause of someone's death. He didn't want to be the cause of more. So he did what he could to help and sort of, as I said, kept the fumes at bay. Uh, didn't do really much to uh, hurt but, the dragon at very first, but yeah. did definitely, you know. Did stop the dragon's initial attack, which is very important. Because if he hadn't stopped the dragon's initial attack, the dragon would have literally killed thousands. So, yeah. Because so, when I say it was a ball, I mean it was a countrywide fucking ball. Everyone who was important was there. That's why the ancient black dragon decided to attack attack now. Ancient black dragon is a lazy, arrogant piece of shit. That's how black dragons are. They just they're, they're usually not lazy, but mine is. They are arrogant pieces of shit though. So he's yeah, he has this overwhelming arrogance and thought, okay, I'll just breathe in here, kill all of them. The adventurers who want to fight me can try. And so throughout the um throughout the entire fight, we were kind of getting our asses kicked. <clears throat> and we were chipping off health every so often, but then taking a lot more damage than we dealt out. Um so me, as a player, I remembered, hey, Z sent me this funky little little thing. And Tuftorn, using his flying speed for extra damage, flew upwards. And he cast Conjure Animals. And so he conjured as many cows as he could, which was 16 at a time, and dropped them on the Ancient Black Dragon. Which did a lot of damage. I don't feel like digging up how much damage exactly I did, but I did a lot. And one was not enough. The dragon had not died. So Tuftorn flew up another 30 feet, cast it over as high as he could, and that did a lot more damage. And. In a way, you could say it is the straw that broke the camel's back, but I feel like the cow that broke the dragon's back is a lot more of a uh, accurate statement. So, yeah, he dropped 32 cows right on top of this dragon, and he died, of course. Despite, actually, the funny thing is that Z is mentioned, I believe, in a fairly odd encounter about how the dragon was making saving throws to avoid the cows, but could not avoid all of them. So it took a massive amount of damage. And so pretty much we killed him with cows. But the thing about the cows is that in the flavor text for conjure animals, it specifies that they are fake creatures that take on the form. And so, because of that, and me dropping them, like, 90 feet, they died. Yeah, we had a they could have died. What'd you say? We had a Desmos calculation. I, I, I pulled up, I pulled up, uh, it wasn't Desmos, it was GeoGebra. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, pull, I pulled out GeoGebra and did the calculations for how high I'd be able to drop these cows. But yeah, we killed him, 
uh, but since they were face spirits and they took that much damage falling. Yeah. That then... is so much damage they took falling. <laughs> Usually whenever it's a conjure animals, it's not used to that extent. It's used, oh, I need a transportation. Oh, I need someone to sneak in here for me. Oh, I need this. I need not I'm gonna fucking kill you the second you spawn. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> since you fall two hundred feet around. So it was literally killing them the second they spawned. Yeah, so that happened, and since they were fey creatures, uh, and if you know anything about the fey, they can get a little bit pissed sometimes. <laughs> Especially when you kill 32 of them. Yeah, so they got pissed at us, and they gave us a little letter notifying us that they were quite pissed. And then after that, it's kind of funny because no one remembers what Icarol said, but we all know how it felt to hear it because the oh, other yeah. player, the person, I, have no uh, what, I have no idea what the quote is, but literally Icarol was so, the energy was so fucking immaculate for like, it was, Razor it was shot into serious trouble and who hates you so much it fit so well yeah it was just it was such a pure it was it was such a pure you want to keep fucking talking (laughs) (laughs) over the moment that it went off you know yeah and so it was such a moment it felt i'm not sure how to describe it it was very in character it felt very like a genuine thing it felt rehearsed it did it it almost felt rehearsed and to think that it was just pure improv rage yeah it was astounding the thing is when it rule got mad was the same session the cows were dropped and that the fae got mad so there's no way it could have been rehearsed. It was just, oh my god! It was such a. It Honestly, like... I kind of wish we had that recorded. So much. See, the, there's moments like that where I wish we were recording it, but then there's moments like, oh my god, people are gonna ship, fucking, <sighs> Terry and Tough Torn. The two fucking arrows of the entire party. I think, I think, I think isn't Terry Pan? Oh, yeah. No, wait. Terry is Pan. I'm a dumbass. Yeah, t- Terry doesn't yeah. care. Sorry. Yeah. Um... From... But Tough Twins Arrow Ace. Oh, God. <laughs> I would cry. No, because I know that no. people would ship them. I know that people would ship them. Because... Because they would twist the fact that the fact that Terry uh, crashed in the crow's nest. They would whatever fucking that internet goblins cool. exist out there. They would take that as a chance meeting, purely destined by fate. And that was I a would, I would, I would, I would wring them out like the shitty little towels they are. All right, they're not even like a nice towel. It's like. A kitchen rag that's been sitting in water for like the past 
two weeks and I have to wring it out because of the absolutely disgusting liquid that has filled it. And it's going immediately in the trash, but I don't want that disgusting liquid in the trash. Of course, I don't want it in the sink either because I have no idea what could be festering in Literally. that dirty water. You, you would know also what have I mean? Apologies. I can't wait for the Thaleos apologies. Oh my god, I would. Yeah, I would also like, wring them out like a towel, like a yeah, piss-soaked towel. If, if you are a penny apologist, <clears throat> hmm, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? God, it would. We would have so many simp's. I think I just figured Wait, out it, what the next episode's going to be about. Not oh, penny. Oh? It's going to be a. It's going to be a NPC episode. Oh. We talk about like the main and also minor NPCs of the world, and like flesh them out. I see. Interesting. Figured it out. Anyways, um, <clears throat> continue with your story. Uh... But yeah, so Ikril got pissed. That's the only thing we could remember. Mm-hmm. Tough Torn tried to tried to justify it because I remember that I remember the gist about it of Ikril saying like. We pissed off the Fae. I know what the what the fuck the Fae can do. And then Tuffdorn was like, I do too. And that's like the only thing I can truly remember about it. And even, not even they remember, not even Icarus player remembers. So it was, it was just a moment too powerful to be remembered by any mortal involved. But of course, then started in that moment the a new arc for mm-hmm. tough form and that is the fey apology arc where yeah. what he had to do is he had to because the fey are everywhere yeah the fey exists just... especially in my world the fey and their influence on the world is a very big thing uh in this world specifically mm-hmm. It's they just exist everywhere. I literally have different subsections of Fey. I have different subsections of these guys. They exist everywhere. Now, the since what Tuffhorn killed were cows, the Fey that were mad at him were mainly the forest Fey, the forest and plains Fey. They were upset with Tuffhorn because Tuffhorn is he understands the fae it's not like he didn't know what he was doing he understands the fae well enough to know what the action he was about to perform so it was more of a negligence of power so uh for the time being any spell that had the word fae in it tuftron could not use until he apologized properly so yeah yeah so there were a, a couple of moments where uh, I think he got kidnapped. He got kidnapped once. We almost got jumped uh, by red caps also. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was an interesting thing. But Tough Torn eventually did make it back. And also, uh, because something that we did was... Well, the thing about Sin one of the party members that left is that he went down to work with Andod's dad. And so what he was working as is essentially. He was working as everyone's PRT. 
he he Essentially. was the one of the deals were went well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I I I mean, taking human resources to a quite literal thing, but um, he was he's the one he was the the president of Mortal Affairs. Uh, and the funny thing about the Department of Mortal Affairs is that there was only Sin. He was the only one working. So yeah. he had to deal with all the case, all those cases. So thank God there were not many. There were, like, I think at least, like, five. We had mm-hmm. at least three. Because I, I remember three vividly. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the other ones, but I remember three very vividly. All right. And so we did that. One of them. And... Oh, one of them was with that. Uh, let's see, was with the uh, the Greek hero. There's another one with Icarol. Um, there was one with Stin's ex. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> then there's also the dealing. There's also the dealing with Gary. Gary was the one I was trying to lead into, considering he was the fairy that was upset with Tufty. Yes, Gary was extremely upset with Tufty. And so because of that, uh, and that's a mortal affairs issue, uh, Sin was sent in on that case. And so I wrote up a contract to keep Tuftorn safe, which it's very interesting, writing a contract to keep your own character alive. Um, I have the entire contract because... Mm-hmm. Stridge here said they wrote the contract. They wrote me a contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, contract aside, uh, it ended up pretty well for Tough Torn. Uh, there were some small things that I uh, I made sure to sort out. So it was kind of kind of a bit of appeasement, you know, just to, just to get them off of Tuftorn's ass a little bit more than they were. And so after a couple more gifts, there were, um, you know, it was all doing all right. For the most part, of course, the Fae do not forget, but they did forgive him a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, they did forgive him uh, a lot more. With this contract, they basically made it so that Tuftorn could not be physically tor- tortured temporarily temporary magical induced torture that's not on well, the table either. it was it temporary was that, injury um, or mutilation t- it was uh, that it, uh there was a yeah. limit for how much um there's a limit for, for how much he could be those the, uh, those the the contract was there was a limit for so torture torture was allowed there was a limit for how much he could be tortured and uh, what kind of torture, essentially. I just, just fuck you, rewrites the Treaty of Versailles. Um, but there was a limit for the duration, the type, and essentially the longevity of the means of torture. Mm-hmm. Or the means of, you know. Yeah, so... Yeah, straight wrote an entire contract. I I read through it in session. Well, this was kind of we usually do like some things after the session. We call them epilogues, where it's everything that's not with the party right now. If it's a main character but they're not in the party right now, we'll have an epilogue about them a lot of the time. 
So, yeah, uh, just all sorts of stuff. It was fun. <laughs> quite, quite fun. But uh, Tough Torn is still alive. Tough Torn is alive, well, and doing funky. Where is Tough Torn right now? I'm pretty sure he's still... Is he still technically with the party? No. Tough Torn, our one, our only friend. So what happened was after that, after all that happened, um, Tough Torn was still with the party. He had made a man. <gasps> oh, yeah. Because, okay, so what we did is we needed to learn about Glass Tooth. Because this, okay, so then, yeah. So after the contract was sealed, um, we ended up going to kill Slimy. Because we had uh, gone through a couple of quests and we received a bit of a threat from Alexander Slimy himself. And so through that town, uh, or so after that sort of quest that we did in the forest, where we adopted an itty-bitty uh, Grimishka, Grimishka. Uh, we received or we found a letter talking about how we needed to do some stuff. I don't exactly what remember what the letter was, but it was a letter. Uh, oh, yeah, it was meet me at the Cape or something like that. It was something along those lines, yes. Um, forget the exact details. I think uh, it was like meet me at the Cape before it's too late, something along those lines. Well, um, it seems you were late, much too late. The leader of this village is, my, is in my Cape. Come see me, don't make me wait. If you do, I hope you don't fall for bait. So yeah, we went over using the help of another NPC, Vaness, uh, which is important to Ikril's backstory, uh, and their knowledge of the seas. We found our way to the cape that Slimy was on. And so through there, uh, we went through, navigated through, uh, almost almost got almost got a bit bonked by some ghosts, but we we all survived. And we got over to the room. Oh, actually, I think we did cover this a little bit in uh, Fairly Odd Encounter, but we got to the main battle room. And so we fought Slimy Bitch uh, quite a bit. We gave him the big old bonk, and then he ate his magic cookie. Mala Glasstooth has a tendency to use sweets as, as, a, uh, as a holder for magic, don't she? Correct. Um, so I just want to say something that I really liked about the battle room that I don't know if anyone appreciated was, so first off, Slimy Alexander, he was a very, he was a very rich, very famous kobold before he got turned into a zombie vampire kobold. So he had a mansion and he had built his master bedroom, which the party had all gone into, right? Uh, they opened the master bedroom, went after pretty much all of them was in, all of them except for one person was in there. The master bedroom fell down, and it was just fucking, uh, you know it was like, like, crypt? How it's like a sideways hole in the wall with a dead body? Um, that was all around these walls. So dead bodies were literally dropping every single turn. At least they were supposed to be, but then I totally forgot about that mechanic. So the fight was a lot easier than it was supposed to be. <laughs> but yes, we, um... um we I just don't know if anyone appreciated that, you know? But we gave him a. They promptly a, a killed of... him after he ate his magic cookie. Yes, he gave, he ate his magic cookie, and we gave him a proper bonking. <sighs> we banished him into a different dimension so that we had cookie. time. Um, we got to the top. He liked his magic and cookie. But... We did not like his magic cookie, but anyways, 
uh, we got to the top of his room uh, in the master bedroom area. And so after that, we started preparing to rain hellfire on him. Though I guess heavenfire is a little bit more of an appropriate term, considering the radiant damage we did. But let's see. Uh, it was delayed fireball blast. Um, Crown of stars. Crown of stars was the final hit to him. Uh, but delayed fireball blast, firestorm, and crown of stars. <clears throat> I believe those were the three spell, three main spells that we hit him with. And so, as that was, we were preparing all of that as he was down uh, in another dimension, actually, which that's the funny thing. And after that, that was it, it was a lot of damage. It was quite a lot of damage. And so. He died. He died. I, I collected a bit of goop. Uh, I also collected a bit of a magically reactive mirror. That was fun. And we went back to Tufthorn's library. And by this time, um, Sin was already back up atop, wasn't he? Um, by the time that... By what time? Uh, the slimy fight. By the time the slimy fight happened, I'm pretty sure Sin was not there yet. Sin started going there after Tufthorn uh disappeared mm -hmm. so they had already had the so yeah sin was back down mm -hmm. so yeah we went up to uh okay yeah so never mind okay we went up uh to Tufthorn's library to research some stuff and also to get that slimy goop analyzed and so we did there were a couple of things that uh, were not Funky Fresh happening, like big old Dogman Bill touching a cursed book. Um, we got it away from him, thank God. But that was that was all that was all Pog. So when everyone decided to leave the library, Tuftorn said that he was going to stay. Guys, gals, every little person in between. I, but I'll see you guys next time. Um, pretty sure next time we're having a guest, and the episode after that is the NPC episode. So, be prepared. See you guys next time. Now that Stinky Z is gone, <laughs> but yeah, essentially that's where Tough Torn Story is now. So he's studying everything that he can find on Mama Glasstooth. It's definitely going to be a bit of something, considering that she is a um from the area era of the Primordial Wars, which is extremely long ago. But he's slowly gathering information and trying to get anything that'll help the party with the fight. And Z has yet to text me any of that information, but still he's getting it and so considering that's that's i mean that's where tough torn's story ends really or at least ends in reference to where the campaign is right now that's where we're going to well i that's where i'm going to leave off this episode i hope all of you enjoyed what we had to, had for today and i hope all of you scholars have a wonderful day 
both Z and I are extremely thankful. And for those listening in to this point, both Z and I are extremely thankful for all of you. Without you guys, I mean, honestly, the one thing that's really motivating us to make more episodes is that people are actually listening. Because as we said, um, or as I may have cut out, we are at 47 of 50 listeners to actually get on the we're on the road to making money. Uh, Anchor allows us to sort of act as a bit of an anchor show. <laughs> and so uh, once we reach 50 listeners, we get to read off a little thing that tells you guys about how much we like anchor and what anchor lets us do. And that gives us money for every person who listens to that episode. We get a certain amount of money for it. I'm not entirely sure, but that's, 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 that's the crazy thing. Cause Z and I never really expected us to get this far. Of course, like probably like 30 or so, because even when we got 30 people listening on that little menu, it was, it was like insane to us. Like we, we didn't, expect so many people to actually come in and just listen to us talk you know so as i said we thank each and every one of you who is listening and following along to this podcast and engaging with the content that we make we thank each and every one of you so so much I think that's all for today, scholars. I hope you have, each and all of you, a wonderful day, no matter when you're listening to this. We will see you next time. Have fun in the library. And just to end off this episode, as I've said earlier, we have indeed reached the 50 listener mark. We reached it about a couple of weeks, or I believe a week or two after this episode was recorded. Um, and as I said earlier, um, we just want Z and I to thank all of you who are listening for giving us the chance to even get this far. I think the fact that we can make money from this is what's kind of keeping us going a little bit um but yes z and i will look into that and there's a chance that this mod this podcast might get monetized and i think as i said earlier um it is a very very crazy thing to realize that you can make money off of something as simple as talking but once again i z and i would like to thank every single one of you who's listened so far um it really means a lot to us having your support and having most importantly your ears not of course not literally but you know what i mean and yeah that's all i really have to say i hope all of you have a wonderful day no matter when you're listening to this stridge signing off once again <laughs>